It's the JT The Brick Show. And now Jacoby Myers spinning around. He throws it to Chandler Jones in midfield. It's Stafford. Chandler Jones racing towards the end zone. It's good. Oh, my goodness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Now he leans towards the line, gets the snap. Raiders bring a blitz. He takes up off the middle. And he's wrapped up from behind. Guess who? Max Crosby with the sack as he races over to the far sideline. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Open Adams at the 35. Racing to the 20. 10. Touchdown, Raiders. And now, here's J.D. the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you as we open up the show on a busy day. Raiders coming off their first of two practices with the San Francisco 49ers at their world headquarters, the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And we are all over it today, even though I was just on the radio for three hours on Sirius XM. I jump right into this show live with a 30-second break in between, and we're going five hours straight talking football preseason. Phil Mickelson, which is a huge Vegas story and a lot that we have to get to. Vinny Bonsignor will join us. We'll talk to Q Myers, who comes on after me near the end of the show, and we'll get their updates as they were on the sideline over at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and we'll get you everything you need to know about the Raider practices. Looks like Jimmy G had a pretty good session. The Niners had an injury. Uh, the Niners, Trey Lance, did good on his final drive on a drop touchdown on the last pay- play of practice. And then the rest is just opinions on what Raider insiders thought and what 49er insiders have thought along the way. So we're going to talk to the guys who were there. They were out there to see this, and we'll get their opinions coming out throughout the show. David Lombardi, who I had on earlier in this week from The Athletic, the Niner insider, uh, talked about, and he had a lot of content today on Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but earlier he reported, and I think he was the first to report an injury to the 49ers. Ray Ray McLeod, as I prepare for the broadcast, their return specialist broke his wrist. He'll miss eight weeks. The 49ers will have to carry him on their 53-man roster, so he's eligible to return this season, which means they'll likely carry McLeod before immediately putting him on the IR and re-signing a veteran. So we expected to see him play in this game. I'll read from Vic Tafer to Sean Reed, Vinny Bonsignor, but uh, one more from David Lombardi, because I want to balance the show with what the Niner insiders are saying about the Raiders and what the Raiders insiders are saying about the 49ers. More from David Lombardi. Uh, the Niners' second and third team units didn't move the ball down the field until the final drive of practice when Trey Lance did a good job with several completions. The drive ended practice with a drop in the end zone. Uh, also, according to Vic Tafer and Vic You know, we read a lot of what Vic puts out there at The Athletic. He had a lot to say about the practices today as some of the press conferences are going down. He's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll play the Jimmy Garoppolo press conference here momentarily. Uh, But Vic, as he talked about from practice earlier today, the Raiders got after it pretty good today. And the Raiders were out there, and it was a physical practice. And Vic said, who's going to trade for Trey Lance? Worth a shot for some team looking for a future starter. Uh, Vic says Jimmy G was 4-6 on the two-minute drill until a TD pass to Hooper. Nice drive catch despite the defense with a penalty flag. Uh, Vic also said uh, third and long to Abdullah, still money. And uh, some of the other big plays there, Jimmy G's quick release. His old teammate, 
on back-to-back plays, including a high sideline pass to Devontae Adams. So for everybody that we see here, everything that's going on, uh, it's just opinions about what you think practice looked like, and we'll have some of the insiders who will join us throughout the show here today. I think it's very important as far as I see. And again, I'm just coming on the air, and I wasn't at practice today, but it looks like the Raiders are pretty healthy along the way here, and the Niners uh, lost their return artist here. So Vinny Bonsignor, who will join us, I believe, at the top of next hour, uh, he just tweeted out, it's getting redundant at this point, but another good day from Raiders. The Raiders' defense, in terms of knocking balls down, making plays on the back end. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor in the same drill. Amik Robertson breaks up an end zone pass from Brock Purdy on fourth down to turn the Niners away. So the defense is coming together. Vinny Bonsignor tweeted an hour ago, Raiders' first team offense versus Niners' first team defense. Jimmy G was perfect in the two-minute drill and capped it off with completions to Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, and a 15-yard touchdown, as we mentioned, to Austin Hooper. Also, Duke Shelley was a great break on the ball, an interception of Brock Purdy in the Raiders' Niners' first team offense and defense. That's a big deal that the Raiders got a ball away from Purdy on that. And Vinny also said some nice reps in one-on-one offensive line, D-line matchups for the Raiders' Byron Young and Nestor Jade Silvera against the 49ers. I love that. I love that because that's important that some of the defensive guys who are jumping in can come in here and make a play. 702-365-9200 as we open up the show if you want to get through. And again, it's practice today, but it leads up until Sunday, which I'll be on the call with Eric Allen and the great Lincoln Kennedy. Jason Horowitz will be on the TV. He moves off for radio. He'll do television with the great Matt Millen and Rich Gannon. We'll also have our great friend Harry Ruiz on the Latino call and some good interviews on the sidelines that I'm privy to that I'm not going to give up here today, but there's going to be big interviews coming up during the broadcast. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to navigate the radio side, and uh, when they get into the red zone from time to time, we'll go to Jason's call with Rich Gannon. So we're going to kind of do a poor man's, what you would think, but I think it's going to be a rich man's Manning cast where I'm going to be anchoring the radio side, and I'm just going to be kind of moving it around, and we're going to hear a lot from Eric Allen and Lincoln Kennedy on some of the biggest topics in the Raider Nation, along with what's going on with the Raiders, everything from position battles to what the Raiders are doing in the community, what's going on with Raiders Alumni Weekend. Uh, We got Jerry Robinson, former Raider linebacker, who's going to join us a little bit later on in the show. So I'm excited about that. And we did mention that we'll have Vinny Bonsignor and Q jump in also. Here's one of the topics that I wanted to bring out today and uh, get your opinion on this preseason game. As I've been huffing and puffing all week, the Raiders don't play football in Vegas for a long time. They'll play on Sunday, and then the Raiders don't come back until week three against Pittsburgh. And that's a long break, and I am not a fan of this. Look, I'm all for an Ed Sheeran concert. I'm all for a Metallica concert. Uh, Look, look, this Allegiant Stadium is going to be busy. It's going to be busy. I mean, Taylor Swift was just at SoFi for, what, six nights. But the Raiders play the San Francisco 49ers on August 13th, and then their next game in Vegas is until September 24th. 5.20 p.m. Pacific on NBC. So as I just wrapped up my previous show, one of the big topics was the preseason. And I I think I'm strong on this topic 
because I love preseason football. I've seen football players play their ass off on the final drive of the fourth preseason game. Let that sink in. Fourth preseason game for 15 years, I was the TV sideline reporter for the Raiders in the preseason. And I would be there, and they'd go down to me in the fourth quarter in Seattle, and it'd be raining. Or it'd be in the fourth quarter in Minnesota on the sidelines there, and they'd go down to me for one more hit on TV. And I would always talk, and I love talking about one more battle. There's one more player who's not going to make the team. And that player puts his helmet on, his helmet's on, and he hits someone else's pad. And I have seen multiple players play their last play of their lives in a preseason game, the final one. And and this is not me making this up, being overly dramatic. I've seen it many times where I've had the roster in front of me heading into the final cuts, and players are cut. They don't get picked up from another team. They don't make the practice squad. And some of them never play football again. It's their last play of their life. They play Pop Warner. They were the best player on their high school team, the best player. They went to college and played in college on television, and then they had an opportunity to play in the NFL, and it didn't work out. They couldn't make the team. That's what's at stake for the Las Vegas Raiders. There are going to be a lot of players that don't, I don't talk about on this talk show because they're not going to make the team. But we're going to talk about them on the broadcast on Sunday, and we're going to give those players the respect they deserve because they're competing at the highest level to make the team. Does that move the needle with you at all, or do you not care? Most fans that I talk to do not care about preseason football. They don't go. They give their tickets up to someone else, and that's okay if you give them to kids. Do not let those tickets sit empty. They're expensive. It's a brand-new stadium that's gorgeous. You can eat off the floors. There's artwork everywhere. There's a nightclub in the end zone. There's a torch for Al Davis. This is not SoFi Stadium, which looks like a giant Walmart. Beautiful stadium, but it's not a Legion Stadium. So I want to know and get a vibe from Raider fans here who are coming in from out of town or are going to tailgate with the black hole or are going to try to go to this game. I've had a couple of buddies call me up and say, where's the tailgate? Hey, what's going on? I'm saying, hey, I'm going to be a little bit out of pocket for this game, but get inside and say hello. Q will be anchoring the pregame show from the torch for me which will be great as I'm up in the booth. And I think there's going to be a lot of fans here. Niner fans are going to come in. Niner fans showed up with a big crowd in the last game. And that last game was unbelievable. The Raiders should have won that game. That game came right down to the wire. And I thought the Raiders had 500 total yards of offense. Jared Stidham played in that game. And Stidham looked like he could be the quarterback for the Raiders going forward. He played very good in that game. But the Raiders came up short again on defense as they gave up a couple of big plays late to Brock Purdy, and they were able to get the job done. When Brock Purdy has started a game and ended a game, he's not lost in the NFL. That's pretty interesting. Remember, he got hurt last year in that Eagles game and tore up his elbow, and he didn't start the season at the start of the season. I don't expect to see much of Brock Purdy, And we expect to see the backup quarterbacks here. And it looked like Jimmy Garoppolo played well earlier today. Speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, he just spoke to the media at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. And these are good media sessions because there are Niner reporters there. And they all love Jimmy G. All love Jimmy G back in the day. He was great to the media in the Bay Area and the Bay Area and the national media and the Vegas media earlier today. Let's hear a little bit from Jimmy Garoppolo moments ago. 
super accurate with girls. I'm just curious, is that the best you've felt so far this training camp? Uh, I think it's moving in the right direction. You know, uh, obviously, you know, start is the start. Just getting the feet under me, uh, literally and figuratively. So just uh, getting used to it. I think, I don't know, we're, we're starting to find our groove here. Uh, guys are playing well today, though, yeah. Jimmy, uh, you're a competitor. Any extra competitive juices flowing today going against the 49ers, your former team? Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Just uh, first play, Dre was talking. I mean, he's got things going right away, but those are my brothers. I, lo I love those guys. So we had a good time out there competing. So. You've practiced against this defense for several years. Do they look different? Do they feel different this year? Uh, I mean, obviously some new guys here and there, but uh, for the most part, I mean, it was the same guys. I was going against last year, uh, you know, Fred running the show and everything. That D line still, still damn good. So, it's a, it's a talented group, you know. But I thought we held our own today. Brock said whether you knew it or not that he learned a lot from you in the locker room last year. Did you learn anything from him? From Brock? Uh, at, yeah. Brock, Brock was a cool dude, uh, on and off the field. You know, he really, I mean, as a rookie, he was pretty quiet off the get go, but he started to open up towards the end, especially once he started playing. Uh, we, we got to talk it up a little bit out there today, so he sounded like he was doing good. One of the things he mentioned specifically is he would watch you in the locker room and, and how you carried yourself and how you carried yourself as a leader. Does that mean maybe even a, a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's cool to hear. Uh, that was kind of one thing I always take pride in, uh, just how, you, how the guys see you, how you interact with them. Uh, you don't want to be that quarterback that's you know separated from the whole team and doing your own thing. I've always wanted to be one of the guys, and it's kind of how I go about my business, but yeah, Jimmy, you won the first man in the locker room quick when you got there, and your teammates, both at the podium and privately, have been bragging they bought into you. Um, what is it about you that you're able to lead them? I don't, I don't know. Uh, just being myself. I think being authentic, be yourself, and uh, you know, own it. I think that's a big part of it because we spend so much time together in there. You know, I mean, we're here. You spend more time with these guys than you do your own family. So. The guys are going to see through the fakeness. I think just uh, being authentic, being yourself, and you know, wanting to win at the end of the day—that's that's what people respect. So when you talk about the familiarity between you and John, you coming in and being familiar, has it been that way, or has there been a lot of new things that you've even learned in the last two weeks? You know, this, despite knowing him as well as you do. There's, there's. I mean, this offense has evolved since I've been in it last. Obviously, the core is still the same. You know, the basic stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it's grown and. It's been cool to just try and play catch up with it, you know, get on the same page, having uh, Hoyer around, dude who's been in it a while, uh, be able to talk to him about some of the new stuff. It's it's all been helpful, and Josh has been awesome. Just the communication, he's really uh, he's a forward thinker. He gets in front of things and kind of uh, plays from ahead, and I like that. Jimmy, something very visible today was the connection you were able to have with Hunter Renfro, and it's also been visible throughout camp. What do you think about him as a receiver? Hunt's a dog, man. Uh, he he's made of the right stuff, you know, especially. You go out there and start competing in these uh, team periods, you can see in the huddle. You, you know who's got it and who doesn't in that huddle. And uh, it's cool to look around and see the guy's eyes who they're into it. And it means something to them. And Hunter, you know, no different. You were at training camp. You hadn't played or practiced since early December, I think. Uh, did you kind of go in expecting that there was going to be some rust that you needed to kind of shake off? And where did you, you know, process that going into that? Yeah, I mean, with, you know, new injury and everything. Uh, <laughs> You just got to get a feel for it. You know, not having OTAs was different. You try to do as much rehab and stuff uh, as you can in the summer, but it's hard to emulate those team periods and guys trying to, you know, rush at you and things like that. So I knew it was, you know, going to be a period of that, but we've gotten through that and we just got to, you know, string days together now. You seem like you're wired in a way that 
it kind of just goes off your shoulders, good or bad. Uh, guys have talked to about, about you uh, in those terms, whether it's a six-yard pass or an interception, you're going to be the same guy. Where does that come from uh, to be able to be that steady? Uh, I don't I don't know. Just uh, just kind of being myself, man. It's, uh, I don't know. You just got to move on quickly because things in this league, you dwell on things and start thinking about all the bad shit. I mean, there's stuff. It's it's going to pile up on you, and then you won't last very long. So I think sticking around, you got to be able to move on to the next play and make that next play your best play. What was the end of last season like through your eyes in terms of being at Philadelphia and seeing what went down and then what you were trying to get through the last two months of that season? Uh, it was it was wild, man. Uh, I was doing my thing, trying to get my foot ready. That didn't work out, you know, how I wished it would have. Uh, but, you know, those guys going through three quarterbacks and still making it to the NFC Championship game, I mean, that's, that's damn impressive for a team. So I, I know Niners, you know, they got a great team and everything. We had, had a great time. Uh, you know, it's on to Vegas now. But, yeah, I treasure those those times. Those were good times. Was there, was there a sense that you pushed too hard there trying to get back and that you had to kind of ease off the toe um, at the end? Sort of, yeah. I mean, it was, it was my choosing, you know. It was uh, I wanted to do that because I knew if something like the NFC Championship game did happen, you know, I, I wanted to be out there and uh, whatever. It's all in the past now. You know, things worked out the way they did, and uh, I'm happy with how it all worked out. Jimmy, when you were in San Francisco, uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense is pretty different from what Josh McDaniels runs. Um, how hard? How has it been, kind of reprogramming your brain, and have you incorporated any of that stuff into the? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is different. Reprogramming your brain is a good way to put it. It's it's just um, there's different ways to skin a cat, you know. So everyone has different ways of doing it, but that was part of the learning curve coming back here. And I knew it was going to be like that, but uh, I was excited about that. It was kind of the offense I was born into, I guess you could say, in the NFL. And it's um, you know, try, we're trying to mix and match some of those things that I did in San Francisco. Uh, different personnel, different things like that, you know, obviously dictate some of that. But it's it's been fun, man, honestly. Like building that chemistry with Jacoby Myers. Jacoby's been awesome, man. He uh, he had a hell of a day today too. He came ready today. He's uh, he's another one of those guys. Like I was saying about Hunter, you could look at his eyes and know, like, you know, he's made the right stuff. He's he's ready to go. And uh, sorry, man, that's it's <laughs> too. But uh, yeah, he's been he's been very very impressive. Big body guy. He could go up and uh, get the ball. Can jump out of the gym. It's it's been fun. Burns a young player, but he's extremely reliable. Who was it? Dylan Burns. Yeah. Really young, but extremely reliable. Just a steady Eddie. Would you give your impressions of him, please? He's very steady. Uh, he he lets things roll off his shoulders as well as anybody. You know, he's cool as the other side of the pillow. He's um and strong as hell, man. He moves people. He's not afraid to get dirty when he needs to. Uh, and he's versatile. He can play a couple different positions, which is always impressive. So, I thought the whole line as a, as a group has been playing really well. They're meshing together. They're they're kind of finding their groove too. So, we got some work to do, but we're getting there. Jimmy, would you describe yourself as pretty internally motivated? Because it seems like, you know, we're talking about letting stuff roll off your shoulder. It seems like we hear so often the sort of, I took that personally if someone was gone from the team, but it just doesn't seem like that's you. It's in there. Yeah, it's in there. I mean, uh, everyone has different ways of dealing with stuff. Some people like to vocalize it and put it out there. Some people like to keep it in and just let their play do the talk. So, I don't know. There's different ways to go about it, but that's kind of how I've always been. I ain't changing. Jimmy, how would you rate your chemistry with Devontae Adams at this point, and how much more room that relationship connection has to grow? Got a lot of room to grow. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm getting used to him. I've never, you know, Tay's, Tay's a unique receiver, man, how quick he is, how he gets in and out of things, and really how he sees the game is, is pretty unique. So it's, uh, 
Oh, we're, we're getting there. I think uh, we're off to a good start. We've made some plays, missed a couple. I've gave, I gave him a couple bad balls a day that I should have got better, but uh, that's why we practiced. Yeah, you guys for the 49ers that made a little progress during the offseason. Have you seen that from them coverage-wise today? Um, I saw Demo change his number. That was <laughs> Whenever you move to a single digit, you must be doing something right. So it, sounded, it seems like he had a good offseason. Uh, he, looked, he looked pretty good out there. I was wondering if you had any uh, thoughts on season one of quarterback and if that's something you'd be interested in doing or have been asked to do. Uh, I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, haven't seen it. I heard good things about it. My brothers love it. Uh, they <laughs> I think they have a different perspective of what we go through. You know, people just uh, think you go out there on Sunday and start slinging it around. There's a lot that goes into it. But, uh, yeah, that, that's that's not for me. <laughs> you guys good? That was interesting the way that wrapped up. I, I heard it for the first time with you just now. And uh, Jimmy at the end asked if he would be on Netflix quarterbacks and he didn't even watch it. And from all the accounts that I've heard from Jimmy Garoppolo with his brothers, uh, Jimmy's just completely locked into him, his football and his prep. He doesn't, doesn't look at any of this stuff. It's different than Derek, right? And Derek had the right to look at his social media and post stuff and do that. It's just, I don't know how you don't like this Jimmy Garoppolo guy. I don't know how every Raider fan today in August isn't saying, wow, we're in a pretty good spot. Now, if Derek stayed and Derek got a, if Derek was going to be here long-term, get behind Derek. He's not here. He's in New Orleans. Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback. Every time he steps to the microphone, says the right thing, and we know everybody loves him. The other team loves him. The other teammates love him. His teammates love him. The media says he's easy to get along with. Now we just want him to stay healthy is what you care about more than anything. Can he stay healthy? Even Charles Woodson said that to me yesterday. I'm sitting here doing a monologue yesterday about give the guy a break. He's healthy. Don't talk about him maybe getting hurt. And I had Charles on after he signed his deal with Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. And Charles said, you know, the issue is can he stay healthy? I get it. I get it. I'm a sports talk host. I get it. But when a guy is healthy, let's talk about him being available. And reportedly, Jimmy G looked really good today. And we'll hear from some insiders who were there. Chris in West Oakland, always appreciate the fact that he calls in. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, JT. You know, let me let me go back to some of the things I've said about Jimmy G. You know, I he, I want to see him show me. I, I've got doubts about certain throws he can make, what type of quarterback. I just, The guy seems like a great guy, though. He's my quarterback. I'm 100% behind him. I want to see him show me some stuff. But you know, first off, he does seem like a cool dude. When you see him at the interview, the players seem to have rallied behind him, which is important with the quarterback. And you know, but I do believe Woodson brought up a great point with his history. You've got to bring up, you don't predict injuries, but obviously, and it's not a given that this guy's going to play 16 games. You hope he does, but as a broadcaster, you got to, you know, you got to open yourself to the possibility that yeah, maybe he can get hurt. But all that being said. I don't know that I want to see him play in the preseason, which is what I'm going to get into my call. I just don't know if the reward is worth the risk. A guy, you know, to me, nothing good comes out of a starter, guys that are established playing in the preseason. You don't care if they win or lose. To me, the only thing that can happen is bad. A guy can get hurt and miss regular season games, and there's nothing that goes on in the preseason to me that's worth that. And I got to admit, JT, the fact that you're going to be on the broadcast this year, 
I'm going to actually listen to it. It, it. it gives me a little more interest. I didn't go to the games in Oakland, as I told you on my last call in preseason, when I when, and I paid for those tickets. I don't like exhibition sports. I don't like spring training baseball. I don't like preseason football. I just think it's a joke. To me, the biggest problem with the NFL is they charge you full price for this garbage. If they gave fans and most, some teams give you a small break. Quit charging me full price for what's a glorified scrimmage. I appreciate what you said about guys playing their last game. Guys playing their ass off in the fourth quarter of a preseason game. But nine out of those ten guys aren't going to be the guys on the field in the regular season. And while I appreciate what these guys do, I appreciate the hard work they put in, I've just tried. I just cannot get interested in in a game that literally means absolutely nothing um, in the grand scheme of things. The Raiders didn't lose. I believe they were undefeated in the preseason last year. Meant absolutely nothing. So this year with you on the call, Jay and the way they're going to do it. I'm actually very interested to see how it does. I like the twist that the, the broadcast is going to be. It's not going to be your hardcore X and O play-by-play. I like the fact that you're going to be doing it kind of a roundtable. I think it's a really good thing because I think you need to do something different to get fans interested mm-hmm. in preseason football. But anyway, like I said, man, I'm not going to be able to call tomorrow. I'm looking forward to hearing you on the call on Sunday. But that's my predict. That's my take on preseason football. It's nothing new. You've known that all mm-hmm. along. And uh, I'll say it again, JT, I've taken a lot of shots at the guy, but I'm fully behind Jimmy G. I don't want to see this guy play in the preseason because I want him ready to go week one because whether we like it or not as Raider fans, we're going as far as Jimmy G takes us. We're not going to be a good football team if Jimmy G doesn't step up. So get to it, guys. Let's get behind this guy. And also, JT, anybody that dated a porn star has got to be one of the coolest dudes on the planet. Go get him, Jimmy G. Later, bro. Uh, first off, for me, and again, I'm on, you know being on the radio and talking about Jimmy Garoppolo or other, or other players in general, I'm pulling for anyone on the Raiders. In regards to the broadcast, here we're going to have a little bit of a looser broadcast, going to be kind of more talking about the team and what's happening. We'll get the play in. We'll make sure you get the play. We'll get you the down and distance. But we're going to have some really good conversations with two of the all-time greats. Eric Allen, 54 career interceptions. Lincoln Kennedy is going to join us next. Three-time Pro Bowler. Less of me, more of them. I've, I've been on the radio more this week than I've ever been in my life. Sunday, I'm excited to be on the broadcast, and we'll tell you everything that's going on with the Raider organization. I mean everything as we're prepping for this, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Raiders had practice with the Niners. The great Lincoln Kennedy will join us next. We're brought to you by PTs. They fuel the monologue. Five to seven, midnight to two. Head on out to PTs. Yeah, we'll talk about it as we go. Um, again, anytime you have the joint practices, you have such a great opportunity to get a ton of work in in these next couple of days. So I'd say based on how that goes, the health of the team after two days, uh, where we're at, we'll kind of have a better idea of what we want to do. We're looking at it kind of three days, today, tomorrow, and Sunday. You know, we've got three great opportunities to work against them, you know, one of which being the game. So um, we're going to try to divide the repetitions up appropriately and then, you know, see what we need to do on Sunday. That's Josh McDaniels, JT, back with you as we continue on. Brought to you by the 872 Laborers who built the Legion Stadium where we'll be on Sunday and Tommy White as they lead up to the Super Bowl this year. Former three-time Pro Bowler, college football Hall of Famer, 
and our longtime friend Lincoln Kennedy kind enough to join us. So, Link, I'll get out of the way. I want to hear your opinion from practice today, the intensity between the Raiders and the 49ers. Well, first of all, it's good to be with you, the hardest working man in show business. Uh, good to give you a partner. Um, the first one to say hi to you and all the Raider Nation. I will say this. Um, I was impressed with the intensity of practice. I thought that both teams got at it. You know, JT, and we'll talk about this on the broadcast, you know, this is a unique opportunity for this young Raiders team to sort of see where they're at. The 49ers have got a good front seven on defense, and Brock Purdy has grown from what he did last year. I thought he was predictable, but even from where he is right now, they've got some playmakers on offense. And I thought the Raiders did a good job. Went out there with good intensity, good energy today, really showed their talent really got after one another, and I think this you know, this is the future of football. You're not going to see the starters play a lot in preseason, in my opinion, but you will have the opportunity to see some young guys get after one another, and you'll also get to get a chance to see schematic-wise what you know these coaches will try to do against one another. Lincoln Kennedy joins us. You know, Link, it's, it's a great test for the Raiders' old line. As a former great Raider offensive lineman, when you have practices against Aaron Donald and the Rams, and you get the Niners that probably, as you said, too, the best linebackers in football and one of the best fronts in football, even without Nick Bosa not out yeah. there today. What do you think with the offensive line? Did you notice anything in regards to their to the snap count for them being you know, a clean team today, protection, running? What were some of those battles that you were really concentrating on? It's it, 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 looking at pad level. Saw a lot of one on ones, you know, two on twos and stuff like that in the battles. Um, and I got a chance to watch uh, the Raiders' defensive front against uh, the Forty Nineers' offensive line. And boy, I tell you what. And just a little side note: Trent Williams still has it after all these years, and he, he looks great. Uh, still a phenomenal player. But Max Crosby showed great energy going up against some Chandler Jones. Did some good things out there as well. Um, and I thought it was a good test for the, the, the Raiders' defensive line against a pretty stout offensive line. Tomorrow I'm going to watch the other side. Um, but as far as what I saw of the offensive line, when I did see them, it was a lot of they, they were working games. They were working their pad levels. It's still a, in my opinion, it's still a chemistry or in progress. I, I'm, I'm leaning to thinking that you're going to see the same offensive line that you saw last year, the starting five with Alex Bars and, and Luminar. Uh, and, and, and the others in there. Um, but Dylan Parham has got to grow, got to grow with his hands, and this is a big test going up against, you know, guys like Big Armstead and those those guys from the 49ers. It's a big test for him. Uh, some of the guards and the interior players have got to trust their hands. They, they sit back and they wait um, for guys to make contact, and by that time it's too late because the game is so fast. So they got to be um, got to do better with their hands. But overall, J.T., I did see a clean pocket when they had team periods. I thought that, of course, you know, they stay away from the quarterback, but I thought they gave, you know, the quarterback's ample time. Brian Hoyer struggled a little bit with his, some of his reads, but for what it's worth, Jimmy G was accurate, was strong, was confident, throwing down the field, you know, making some great plays. So did see a lot of positives. It'll be interesting to see what we'll see tomorrow um, because I think it'll be more of a 49ers time to, to, to pick and choose. Lincoln Kennedy joins us for a few more minutes. So you mentioned Jimmy G. Now, Lincoln, you're a former player, but I don't know many people that interact with fans as much as you do. What can you tell the Raider Nation about welcoming this guy? I talked to Mark Davis about it privately. Jim Plunkett came from the same two teams, New England and yeah. the 49ers. 
Jim Plunkett was more beat up than Jimmy Garoppolo has ever beat up. And I'm not saying Jimmy's going to win two Super Bowls and a Super Bowl MVP, but it's a different time and a different era. And everything that Garoppolo does as a player with his teammates, the media, everybody loves him. They don't like him. They love him. And I still get some Raider pushback because they're car fans for obvious reasons. And Jimmy G played for two other organizations. Shouldn't it be easy for Raider fans to get behind this guy because he's doing everything right to try to lead this team back to the postseason? Well, that's that's definitely one way of looking at it, and I agree with you. The the thing is is that a quarterback has got to win over, of course, his offense. He's got to control the huddle. He's got to have that charisma and that energy that when he comes in, it's with respect. He doesn't have to be the most best-looking guy, but this is respect. And, of course, when you go out there, you produce. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo has produced throughout his career. Now, he's had issues staying healthy, and that's a big key for the Raiders, obviously. But he has been productive. Look at his completion rate. Look at his win-loss rate. You see what I'm saying? And that's all you want as a quarterback. And for, for a quarterback that is a free agent, you don't have someone starting new, starting over again. You don't have, you're not there because you've got to keep up with a very high, impactful division, not alone the conference, the AFC altogether, if you want to compete. So, you know, this is what I've said to Raider Nation, you know, throughout the uh, throughout the time since it happened. Um, everyone's complaining. There are a lot of them that complain, well, we don't want to become the, the New England, you know, West. Well, you mentioned Jim Plunkett. Jim Plunkett came from New England, won two Super Bowls. You think the Raider Nation would complain if Jimmy G coming from San Francisco, we went to Super Bowls? You think they would complain? I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm tickled by it. And more importantly, just got to give him a chance to show what he can do. And for the Raiders' standpoint, they got to make sure they find a way to keep him healthy. All right, Lincoln, last one here. Uh, the defense is really, I think, the most important topic we'll be talking about on Sunday because if the defense can stabilize with Epps and Merrig along with Marcus Peters and it looks like Ja'Korian Bennett's going to have an opportunity to be the starter here, that could yeah. be night and day for this team. I listened to every call you made last year, and on third and long or third and short – the middle of the defense was wide open. Are you encouraged right. that that hole will be closed up a bit and this defense will be noticeably better? Well, to be honest with you, brother, I only see one practice. I got to see another yep. one tomorrow, and then we'll see the game Sunday. And I'll be able to make more assessments as we go through the preseason. And of course, it'll be a little bit more difficult if you don't see the starters. But this, the wave of the future is you're going to have uh, teams practicing against one another so they can control what they can control. And that's the tempo, that's the intensity, and they don't have to worry about getting their starters hurt. A lot of their starters hurt, especially the, the, the key ones. You know, they've got you know, a couple more practices against the 49ers, then they go and they practice against the Rams, which is another good test for them. We know how Aaron Donald is. That'll be a great test for the interior offensive line of the Raiders. So there are a number of things that you can achieve by watching this team over time. But it's really hard to make a true assessment where they are right now. I've only seen one practice. Um, I'm going to go out there tomorrow, and we'll see you on Sunday as well. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you all weekend. Thanks for doing this, Link. Anytime, brother. You got it. Lincoln Kennedy. Great. Fantastic. I'll be spending the weekend with Lincoln. Tomorrow we got a meeting, and then Saturday, alumni weekend, and then Sunday at the game. Thanks to Lincoln Kennedy for joining us. Jerry Robinson will join us coming up here in a little bit. Former Raider linebacker, part of our alumni look of the weekend. Uh, Let me get to Thor. Thor, appreciate him coming in from the black hole. What's going on, Thor? Hello? Yeah, you're on the air, Thor. Go ahead. Uh, oh, this is my bad, JT. Hey, 
very excited. It's Niner weekend. You know, us, us Bay dudes are, are excited about this. Don't mean much because it's preseason, but I want to see people staying healthy, and I want to see heart. I've been hearing what I've been hearing. The heart is everywhere. Now I need the Raider fans who are out here to show heart because there's going to be a lot of Niner fans out here I personally know. We got to be out there and acting like real Raider fans. I'm calling out every Raider fan who's out here in Vegas this weekend. Let your heart show. Talk about this team. Know about this team. Be ready to fight for this team. Not physically, but verbally when Niner fans want to talk to us. Be ready, knowledgeable, and come back at them. JT, I'm fired up. It's Raider Niner week. It's the it's the X Battle of the Bay. Santa Clara is not the Bay, so they are not in the Bay anymore. They're closer than us, but it's a West Coast battle. We'll call it that now. Let's go. I'm ready, JT. Yeah, I'm fired like up. I can't wait to see you this weekend, man. Let's go. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you too, Thor. Thanks for checking in. We'll talk to Mark Jones from the Black Hole. One of the architects of the Black Hole is going to call in too. Black Hole's got a lot going on. A lot going on this weekend. We'll tell you all about that coming up here in a little bit. Um, I lived in the Bay Area. I don't know the exact locations of every town in the Bay Area. I mostly was in downtown San Francisco, and I went over the bridge back to Oakland a bunch and spent the majority of my time at the Fillmore uh, listening to live music. So I don't know technically when the Bay Area ends, where Santa Clara begins and all of that, but the hardcore East Bay guys do. Raider 66. Let me get you up before Jerry Robinson. Go ahead. All right, great. Well, great. That'd be uh, great to lead into him. Uh, JT, uh, I do agree. We have to get on board with Jimmy G. The only Raider quarterback I never got on board with was Dan Pastorini, and that's because he was traded for my favorite, Ken Stabler. So uh, he was just not the guy. Jimmy G, everything I read about this guy and hear about him, especially from you, is he's a great team guy. And, uh, you know, even in his press conference, he said he didn't want to be given anything. He wanted to earn the respect. So you got to respect a guy like that. But it is Niners Raiders. It is preseason. So, yeah, nowadays it doesn't really mean a whole lot. But back in the beginning, it did. Um, I like to go during when the season starts. I like to come on and, and every week do a little bit of historical thing on the matchup. This will be the 41st preseason matchup between the two teams. The Niners lead at 21 to 19. And it started way back in 1967. Now, they've never met in the postseason because the only way to do that would be in the Super Bowl. But they got close. Uh, JT, there were three times when the, they were both one step away from meeting in the Super Bowl back in 70, uh, 83, and 90. Uh, each time, one or both uh, never made it. But in 67, the merger had just happened in 66. And uh, to cut down on travel and save some money during the preseason especially, uh, they wanted to, uh, you know, maybe get together. They were just miles apart. So the two teams said this makes sense. It was a perfect rivalry situation. You got the AFL, NFL. You got Oakland and San Francisco. You got uh, the Modelo crowd against the, you know, Chardonnay. Uh, it was a perfect matchup. So the one problem was it was like out of a fifth grade school thing. They couldn't decide how to figure out who's going to host the first game. Both sides wanted that first game. So they said, okay, we'll we'll flip a coin for it. Uh, okay, well, are we going to do it? Neither side wanted to go to the other to flip the coin, so they compromised, literally. They had the coin flip at Treasure Island, right in the middle of the bay, off the Bay Bridge. Uh, so they get there, the two captains, Jim Otto and uh, Clark Miller, and they go, okay, who's going to call the flip? They couldn't decide on who's going to call the flip, JT, 
So they put the two names in a hat and drew out a name of who was going to call the coin flip. Uh, Clark Miller won it. He called heads. It was tails. And the Raiders got to host the first game. Now, to show you what this game meant, it sold out over 53,000 people at the Coliseum. And they are, it's a tight game. 13 to 10 was the score. Niners leading late in the fourth quarter. We got under a minute to go. And uh, the star running back for the Raiders, Clem Daniels, has the ball running for the touchdown to win it for the Raiders. He fumbles inside the one. The Niners recover, hold on, and uh, win the first game, 13 to 10. But it shows you this is the sixth preseason game. The season starts the next week. And the star running back in the fourth quarter is running the ball for the Raiders. This game been a lot back then. The, the Niners always looked down on the AFL and the Raiders when they were going out for uh, charity events and stuff in the community. The, the Raiders were always looked down upon by the 49ers, and they hated them. Jim Miles said, if we played that day, I'd have knocked that Miller out. So uh, it doesn't mean as much now, perhaps, but to the fans, uh, as you just heard from Thor, it still does. Thanks for the yep, time, Thanks for the call, Thor. Raider 66. As Chris in West Oakland texts me, he's the new Raider Mort. Yeah, I, I talk to Raider Mort. He doesn't call in as much anymore, but I love the history, guys. When the guys call in and the gals call in with the history of the Raiders, we love that. We love that because the Raider fans who've seen the great history of the Silver and Black should be calling into their own flagship station. As I told you, we're brought to you by the Black Hole. Just go to theblackhole.com. The website is perfect. You become a member, and then you're a member of the Black Hole. And I had to earn it, man, and you got to earn it now. But, uh, you know, now you can just click on and get your gear, get your discounts, and next year you're going to need it because a lot of these events are going to be free. But in the future, you want to be a member of the Black Hole notorious fans of the black hole so you can get the discounts go to the parties and experience what these great fans do yeah this uh you know, before we we put a lot in the old system, we put a lot on uh, the centers. Not not much in this system is, is actually a lot on the quarterback. But now I'm actually just starting to feel a lot more comfortable. You know, because I got a year under my belt with this, so it's always nice having a uh, having a year in your past, kind of understanding the system. Now you can worry more stuff about like technique and other stuff like that. About that technique for the offensive line, what they need to do going forward, JT. Back with you as we continue on. Alumni weekend with the Niners coming to town. Former Raider linebacker, uh, one of the greats, and one of the great alumni who supports our show and is always here for me. The great Jerry Robinson joins us. Jerry, how excited are you? A great weekend to see your former teammates. How are you? What's up, JT the Brick, the original winner of the Jim Rome first smack up. Hey, man. <laughs> You remember. I'm looking forward to seeing you because, you know, we had so many fun, had so much fun those years in Napa, right? Yep. We watched practice and we go to an unbelievable winery, have dinner out yep. there. And now I, I think it's kind of an upgrade too because it's Vegas and, you know, beautiful casinos and restaurants. But for you, this is great for you because you get to see your brotherhood, their wives, your friends. And what does that mean to you still here as a proud member of the alumni? I'm getting goosebumps as you're talking about it right now because that's that's that time you know you can circle on your calendar you know the Raider alumni 
weekend, the reunion. It just means a lot to me, and it means a lot to all of those guys that have ever worn a Raider uniform, even if it's only been a couple of years. You know, they're getting a chance to experience what it is like and what I've always loved about the Raiders. We are different. You know, we take care of each other, and uh, we care about each other. And you get a chance to hang around. I get a chance to see some of the older guys when I grew up here in Santa Rosa when they had the training camp here back in the 60s and 70s. So I get to see them and, and, and get to share stories about me as a little kid being around watching them change the, 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 the face of the city while they were here in training camp. But then you get to meet the younger guys, too. And the younger guys get an alumni get an opportunity to, to see what it means to be a Raider. Once a Raider, always a Raider is so for real. And it's just it's an amazing weekend. You know what else, JT? You know, MD and our Raider alumni department is the best one out of all the sports on the planet. No other team, no other, no other <laughs> league, they do this because, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to have a, be around a lot of guys from different teams. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was in Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago with about 30-some other guys from other teams. And when they found out what we're doing, they just can't believe it. So, you know, hats off to them, man. And, you know, we love them and they love us too. And that's why the guys look for it. I know I'm long-winded, JT. You know how I am. But anyway, it's just that's what we look forward to. I mean, this is an opportunity for us to sit down, tell stories, have fun, change, exchange ideas. And the most important thing is find out how everybody's doing because, you know, we'll tell each other the real deal on how we're feeling physically too. Yeah, I think Jerry Robinson's our guest. You nailed it about this alumni department led by Shannon Jordan and her entire team. They really care. They care about the health and wellness of all the players, the wives, everything involved with the family, mental health, physical health. It really is a special group to be a part of. Jerry, a couple quick football questions. Looks like the Raiders are still trying to figure out your position, the linebacker position. They bring in Robert Spillane from Pittsburgh. But you're going to get a chance to see Divine Diablo. And I don't know if we'll play much in the game, but number five there, he put on it looked like 15 pounds of muscle. They eventually got to get this position right, Jerry. The defense has got to be led by the linebackers, and it seems like they're doing some good things, bringing in some new faces here for this upcoming season. Yeah, well, you know what it is? It's like, it's like a piece of a puzzle, man. When you get that, open up that box of a puzzle, man, it's not put together yet. And, you know, the Raiders and what they're doing now, they're making moves. They're trying to find a piece that fit right. And, you know, they will get it right, you know, and I hope we got another piece of this. But it's like this. It, it, it just followed the Mad Max's program. I mean, this man is so dedicated to being the best that he can be, to be the best teammate that he can be. You guys, it's like this. It's a mental game. It's a physical game, physical game too. But there's a game about responsibility. Know what you're supposed to do and be where you're supposed to be because you can count on. You need to be able to count on your teammate doing what they need to do. And this is, you know, it's a new season, JT, like you know, man. And everybody starts off even, you know, and, you know, the experts got us, you know, they're saying what they want to say about us. And, you know, somebody was, I was at this grocery store the other day, and they were talking about, yo, man, I saw where, where Jimmy G threw like seven picks in the distance. I said, you know what, that's where you want to throw the picks. That's where you want your interceptions. That's where you want your fumbles. It's in training camp. Get it out the way. You know, it's been a while since he's played. And I'm like this, yo. I'm all for it. I'm really excited about this season. You know what? I am so excited about it because it's a, it's, a, it's a different team. It's a new team. And we just wait and see what happens. It's like this. For me, I wouldn't be playing with a chip on my shoulder. I'd be playing with more like a boulder on my shoulder because nobody is – they don't care about the Raiders. They're, they're talking bad about them. And for me, that's motivation enough. I'm getting fired up, JTM. I might need to cool off, but you know what? <laughs> 
Help me, Jesus. <laughs> hey, Jerry, I'm going to leave you on this because we'll be we'll be with each other Friday, and and definitely. Ooh, I think I lost him. We lost Jerry there. Uh, I think we did. So we'll we'll I'll say this when I see him at the alumni night. Jerry Robinson just said, and this wasn't planned. What I've said, everybody should have a chip on their shoulder and be pissed off with the media coverage of this team. Will that be the difference in the fourth quarter on one play, on one tip, on one extra guy getting to the ball and stripping a ball? Maybe. That's what I like to think is just a fan. But the Raider players, the defense seems to be better. The Niner, even the Niner beat writers wrote about it today. They're talking about how the Raiders won some position battles. The defense is better with the secondary, the safeties, and the young cornerback, Jacorian Bennett. We're hoping that the defense steps up because they have to be better than last year. I think this season is going to be predicated on Jimmy Garoppolo picking up easy first downs by spreading the field out to a lot of weapons, staying on the field, the defense resting a little bit more, and then the defense turning the ball over, something they haven't done around here in a long time. I'm optimistic that all that's going to improve. Uh, Hour number two is a big one. Vinny Bonson, you're coming up.